Gad came to David that day and said to him, Go up, set up an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Aruanna, the Jebusite. David went up in obedience to Gad's command, just as the Lord had commanded. Araunna looked down and saw the king and his servants coming toward him. He, so he went out and paid homage to the king with his face to the ground. He said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? David replied, To buy the threshing floor from you in order to build an altar to the lord so the plague and the people may be halted. He said to David, My lord the king may take whatever he wants and offer it. Here are the oxen for a burnt offering and the threshing sledges and ox yokes for the wood. Your majesty, I give everything here to the king. Then he said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. The king answered him, No, I insist on buying it from you for a price, for I will not offer to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the end of 2 Samuel uh, chapter 24 and the end of the reign of David, the life of David, which we've been uh, sort of looking at. This is where I've been in my readings. Um, actually, what I read uh, this morning, in fact. Uh, and this is an interesting passage. What has happened is David's coming to the end of his life, and he had this whole grand plan. Besides building himself a palace, he wanted to build God one. And remember, God said no. You're a man of bloodshed, is what we're told in, in First Chronicles. You're not going to do this, but your son Solomon, Solomon will. But then also he, there's this, this forecasting of one to come who is going to be a king, who's going to sit on David's throne forever, the son of David, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, our Savior. And here, at the end of David's life, he goes to Joab, the commander of his army, and he says, let's do a census. I want to know how many soldiers I have. I want to know how grand of an army I have. You know, picture uh, a, an official standing on a, on a large dais and here down this big, long uh, thoroughfare, this, this Broadway, uh, comes a, uh, uh, the whole army with the tanks and the missiles and all that stuff, right? He's wanting to see how much power he has. And Joab says, don't do this. Don't do this. And Joab only, he goes out, he gets convinced, he goes out, but he doesn't do the whole census. And it ends up that God comes and punishes David for this because David's relying on his army rather than upon God. Um, and so a plague comes upon the people in part because uh, God sends Gad, this, this, uh, this prophet, to him and says, Do you, uh, I'm going to give you three choices. You can have three years of famine, you can flee from your foes for three months, or you have a plague in your land three days. And David says, I'd rather let myself fall into the hands of the Lord than in the hands of my enemies, and I don't want three years of punishment for this, for not relying on you, oh God. You see this again and again in David, that he sins, but then in his repentance, he turns back to what it is that he had forgotten. And so then the plague comes, and then David sees the angel of the Lord that, that is causing this plague. Remember, it's kind of like in the Exodus where the, the angel of death comes, and he sees him uh, at the threshing floor of this Arwana, uh, the Jebusite, meaning a non-Israelite. <laughs> he was one who lived in Jebus, in Jerusalem, before the Israelites had taken it over. 
And it's there that Gad the prophet says, that's where you're going to build an altar to me. And that ends up being, the tradition is that's the temple mount. That's the place where the temple gets gets built. That's the place where the, I, I can't remember if it's where the Holy of Holies ends up being, where, they're, where they where they place the Ark of the Covenant, or if that's exactly where the, the, um, the altar that's going to be in the temple. Uh, but that's what ends up happening. And David builds this altar there. And the man is wanting to give David everything, give him the threshing floor, give him the oxen, give him everything for him to be able to do this. And David says, no, I'm not going to do this if it doesn't cost me anything, knowing that that sacrifice is part of cost. And there's, there's, a, there's a cost element to it. Well, I find this interesting that a census leads to punishment and it leads to a turning towards God in such a way as the altar gets built and the place where the temple's gonna be gets built and all this stuff. And then I preached on this one Christmas. You think about it, right? In Luke 2, what happens? Well, there's a census that ends up taking place that ends up having Jesus born in Bethlehem for fulfillment of the prophecy, uh, being a, a son of David, being, being in, the, in the line of David. And it's interesting that you have a census that leads to the, the finding of the altar, <laughs> the, the sacrifice and the eventual building of the temple, and a census that leads to the birth of the temple of God, Jesus Christ. As Christ tells us in John, that, he, that the temple that he speaks of is the temple of his body, that our temple now is not this one that we build with hands, but our temple is the incarnate God in and among us, that he lives, he died and he rose again for us, and so that he lives continually with us. And it's also fascinating that you think about it, that Christ not only is the temple, He's not only everything within the temple, including the altar where sacrifices are made. He is the sacrifice where everything that is provided for us, for sacrifice, for prayer, and for worship towards God is given to us in Christ. Just like Arowana wanted to give David everything, wanted to give him the, the wood for the, for the altar, wanted to give him the oxen for the sacrifice, all those things. And we are given that in Christ by God to us. So as you go through your week here, realizing that, that we're going to do some things, we're going to sin in some ways that are, that are going to upset some people or upset ourselves or, or cause us maybe to turn away from God for a moment, not to trust. And yet God uses that for his work. God, God looks down on David's sin and he uses that for, for a holy work, a sacred thing, which includes him building this altar and finding the place where the temple is going to be. Sorry, I have to get my book of common prayer for us to have prayer. <laughs> um, but it's, it's always been a fascinating fascinating thing for me, this connection between the Old Testament and the New. That's something that we always have to be looking at when we read the scriptures, is we always want to look at in our Old Testament, where is Christ? And here we find Christ in the place where that altar is given, gifted to David for us. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who art always more ready to hear than we to pray, and art want to give more than either we desire or deserve. 
Pour down upon us the abundance of thy mercy, forgiving us those things whereof our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. We'll go in peace. Serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow.